BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey everyone, I'm Christina Garibaldi. Welcome to our podcast, The Wellness Academy, CBD and Essential Oils. Brought to you by our partners at Forest Remedies, where we will give you everything you need to know about CBD and essential oils, and we'll uncover everything you need to know about cannabidiol, including what it actually is, its benefits and uses, and why it has become so popular in recent years. Now, I hope you have found the first eight episodes as informative as I have, and we hope it's inspired you to become one of the one million people who we are trying to get to go natural in 2020. Now, I must say, none of this information will come in handy unless we know what the laws are regarding CBD. Now, I am sure we all know marijuana is only legal in certain states throughout the country, but what's the deal when it comes to CBD? So today we are going to give you everything you need to know when it comes to CBD and the law. And to help me break it all down is, of course, Michael Camerata, Dr. Graham Wood, and regulatory expert Melody Harwood. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hello. So we got to get... Hi, Christina. Hi. So we got to get right into this because I know a lot of people probably have a ton of questions about this. So let's start right off the bat. Graham, is CBD legal? So I'll give the short answer for this and then pass it over to Melody <laughs> to give the, the more detailed one. Uh, but yeah, so when the 2018 Farm Bill came in place, it made it so that hemp extract uh, was legal as long as the THC content of that was below 0.3%. So when you grow the hemp plant, as long as you grow it in a way that it stays below 0.3% THC, that is legal. And now I'll pass it over to Melody for the, the broader explanation. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of a confusing topic. Um, Graham's totally right. So hemp had been prohibited in the U.S. for many, many decades. So in 2018, it was a really great um, move for the industry. And hemp farmers now are, are allowed to cultivate the product. Um, the USDA, the um, Department of Agriculture, last year released rules for the cultivation of hemp. So every part of the hemp plant, including the seeds and the extracts and the cannabinoids, are now removed from the Controlled Substances Act. So they're no longer prohibited substances. So the production of hemp is all regulated by the USDA. So the FDA uh, is the agency in uh, charge of regulating consumer products. So once the hemp extract has been um, manufactured and uh, available for adding into a product that falls under the purview of the FDA. Got it. So what states is it legal in? Is it legal in all 50 states then? <laughs> so hemp is legal in all 50 states. Um, the, the farm bill in 2018, that's what allowed um, for each state to operate a hemp program. 
So every state now is either submitted a plan to the USDA for approval or in the process of drafting one uh, to allow for hemp cultivation and, and hemp extracts in their product in their in their states. Um, but because there's no federal legislation from the FDA for consumer products for CBD, each state has developed um, either a permitted product types for CBD, or in some states, they've actually prohibited it. So there are four, about four, four or five states that have prohibited CBD products. So the states would be like Idaho and Iowa, where you wouldn't be able to purchase CBD products. So what was the logic of them passing a bill that says, hey, you can grow hemp, but you can't put it in products necessarily? Um, how do those farmers react to that? And, and because I definitely been hearing a lot of farmers going out of business because of the unclarity. So what was the logic with those regulators that said, hey, let's grow it, but you can't do anything with it? Yeah, that's a great question, Michael. So, I mean, the hemp plant is so versatile. CBD is, is really only one of the products that are ingredients that would come out of the hemp plant. The plant itself has been used for centuries. Um, some of the varieties of, of hemp plant have very long stalks and are good for fiber. Uh, so you would be using that kind of product in a, in clothing. Um, you even are starting to see products such as hempcrete, which include hemp fiber in them. And it actually makes quite a strong concrete type material. And then hemp is also grown for its seeds. So you get some varieties that are seed producers. And you might see products on the market that have hemp seed oil in them. Um, you can also get protein from the hemp seed. And those types of ingredients have been approved by the FDA for use in food and supplements. And what, do you, what size of the market do you think those products go into? That's a good question. It's really just starting to take off um, globally. I think in Europe, the hemp seed industry has been a lot larger. In the United States, it was really only in 2018, about the same time that the Farm Bill was passed, that the FDA uh, acknowledged the generally recognized as safe status of hemp seed, hemp seed oil, and hemp protein for use in food and dietary supplement products. And you see similar um, legislation happening around the globe for hemp seed products. So the hemp extract is very different. It's actually derived from the flower of the hemp plant. And that's where you get all the phytocannabinoids and other uh, phytochemicals like terpenes and some flavonoids. And that's, so, of course, where, where the CBD is. If you were from. a consumer, what could you do and you're living in a state that doesn't prohibit it to be put in products like topical products or anything along those lines? How could you push your state along? Yeah, so that's a good question to bring up topicals. So I mentioned before that the FDA oversees the regulation of all consumer products, um, topicals being one of them. Um, topicals are a different category such that they don't necessarily require pre-market approval and there's no list of ingredients that are expressly permitted in topical products. So CBD or hemp extract is permitted in topical products as long as the product it itself is safe for the consumer. So that is one avenue where a lot of companies have been able to launch products, um, bombs and lotions, um, with CBD in it. So most states have not prohibited um, any form of topical product with CBD in it. In the states where they have not yet expressly permitted product types with CBD, 
I mean, there are a lot of consumer organizations and hemp associations that are um, advocating for the use of CBD in food and food and supplement products. And so getting involved with, with one of those organizations or associations is a great way to try to advocate up through the state legislator and to FDA. And which is and the biggest course, one, do you think, that has the most movement going with it? In which state? Yeah. Is it by state or is there one that's focusing on all the states? So, yeah, there are some national associations that do constantly monitor the, the CBD bills going through all the state legislatures. Um, you know, there's National Hemp uh, Association, um, Industrial Hemp Council, and, you know, there are numerous bills going through each state um, by month for these types of products. And what is the age limit when purchasing CBD? Because I think a lot of people would probably want to know that as well. Right. So there's no federal age limit um, for purchasing CBD products. So it has come down to the states. So similar how you might see different age limits for alcohol consumption, um, the state, if they have set one, would have established that as uh, a minimum age for purchasing CBD products. So for example, in Louisiana and South Carolina, they have set a minimum age of 18 for purchasing CBD products, whereas Rhode Island is another state that has established a, an age and it can only CBD products can only be sold to persons 21 and older. OK, that brings us I mean, we've talked about this uh, on a, a few of the episodes, but should we then be keeping CBD away from children or it should just be monitored by a doctor, a parent or a guardian? Dr. Graham. Yeah, I mean, I think monitoring by uh, a parent or garden, I mean, definitely, <clears throat> definitely the, the best approach. And I mean, obviously following, like as Melody said, I mean, certain states where it's, uh, it's, it's not allowed. Uh, I mean, definitely recommend uh, following the rules in, in the state that you're in. Um, but uh, yeah, keeping it under, uh, I guess, uh, making sure that the, the parent is, uh, is keeping an eye on it. And I mean, treating it like kind of any other supplement you would. I mean, I know from in my house, we have uh, vitamin C pills in the cabinet and uh, definitely, especially when my kids were little, we, I mean, that was a locked cabinet. And sure. now that they're older, it's, it's still kept out of the way. We don't just, it's not in a, a jar sitting out on the, on the counter. So yeah, you would keep the same type of care of pretty much any of those types of supplements. Well, is there a limit on how many vitamin C's you're supposed to be taking? Cause I take it a lot. <laughs> so uh, you just well, so had to think about that. The uh, the guy who who found vitamin C, Linus Pauling, actually used to take five grams a day. Um, so if I'm at two thousand milligrams, I'm a little bit too many vitamin C's. No, I don't. I don't uh, think so. The, the really the effect is actually more gastrointestinal. So if you're having no gastrointestinal effect, then you you should be good. Well, you scared me when you locked it away. <laughs> There's lots of facts to learn about CBD and CBD products, so I wanted to let you know that if you head on over to www.forestremedies.com right now, you can learn everything you need to know about CBD essentials. Right now, if you use the code RELAX at checkout, you will receive 15% off any product of your choice. Again, that's code RELAX, R-E-L-A-X, at www.forestremedies.com. This is actually an interesting topic because since, you know, since it is state by state, Melody, like you explained, what happens if you cross state lines and you get caught with CBD products or things like that? Or get on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting because there have been um, 
advisories put out by several national bodies. So that I think that the um, it, TSA has said that it's okay to travel with CBD products. Um, and I know the U.S. Postal Service has a, a policy for shipping CBD products. Um, some other carriers might not want to. Um, it depends. So the state, each state, as they're developing a plan, they will have um, in, in their state law as well removed hemp and hemp derivatives from their criminal code. So those states where they have removed it, there's there's not um, any real risk of enforcement. Some states do still have uh, hemp under their criminal code. Um, so there would be risk potentially of some kind of prosecution, although um, these aren't always enforced. You've seen some seizures of hemp material in some states, uh, but that really, it, it's because there is a lot of confusion in terms of being able to distinguish the plant from marijuana because they look similar, they even smell similar, but the difference being that uh, hemp doesn't have the THC content. Do we know how much, how many people are in jail because of CBD? <laughs> Is there like a statistic on that? Like I do I remember have, seeing some grammar got arrested in the airport and that made some headlines, but like, do we know how many are actually in jail for CBD possession? I haven't seen a tally of that, but I, I have definitely seen several articles probably at least a dozen articles where in some states, the authorities will come in and seize from a retailer the CBD product. So in addition to some of the farmers or uh, transportation companies that are transporting hemp material, um, in some cases, the retailers have had their products seized and you would see anything from a fine to potential jail time. But I think, uh, you know, as the as the rules change on a national level and by state, there is uh, an evolving thought of what CBD is and people are realizing that it's not a, an intoxicating uh, compound. So um, the courts are stepping in to ensure that states aren't over-enforcing on the hemp rules. And do we know like how many people are dying from marijuana or uh, CBD on a yearly basis in comparison to like opioids? Like, is there, is there, what is the level of concern? Why is it taking so long for an ingredient to get passed? Great question. Well, it, it really had to do with the prohibition of, of hemp or cannabis in general and, and a lack of distinction between hemp and marijuana for many years. So it was a prohibited substance, um, which is why there really wasn't um, the appropriate marketing channels for hemp extract prior to uh, 2018. So FDA has said that, you know, it's already now uh, CBD, in case you're not aware, it's been approved as a, as a drug for two severe forms of, of epilepsy in children. And FDA has said that, well, because it's a, a drug product, you can't now put it into a supplement product. So there hasn't been um, that legal pathway. So FDA does have a program for monitoring safety of dietary supplements such that all supplement manufacturers are required to submit adverse event reports to the agency. Um, and it's similar in many countries. Uh, I haven't looked at the U.S. database in a while, but I did look at um, the Health Canada database of adverse uh, events associated with CBD products, and there are very few. I don't think that there have been any deaths per se that have been associated with CBD. Um, one concern is that it may have an interaction with certain drugs. That's one of the safety uh, concerns that the FDA has identified. So that's another important um, consideration for people that are taking CBD is to ensure that 
you know, you, you speak with your physician if you're taking other medications. And what about like household product cleaners? Because I know that people have been talking a lot about like the toxicities of all these chemicals that are in disinfectant ones. Like you literally have to not only use a disinfectant, but you have to wipe your kitchen counter, but you have to wipe after it. And there's a lot of that different cannabinoids can actually remove some of those toxicities from the household. Like, has there been a pathway that allowing that ingredient to put in like personal care, home care and beauty products and like clean products that can actually make the house safer or are they beyond just the consumption uses? That, that's a, another interesting potential use. I have seen some yeah, scientific studies looking at the potential antibacterial properties of CBD and, and as well some of the terpenes that are in the hemp extract, which uh, are already common ingredients in some of the cleaner products. So you would see maybe you know, a lemon oil that is a common ingredient in the natural types of, of products. So those, um, again, I mean, there's no real um, pre-market approval for those kinds of products. So as long as you can establish that there's safety in the use of it, then um, that could be another interesting avenue for hemp extract or CBD and other constituents of the plant. Before we wrap up, we talked a lot about the laws in the U.S., but what are the laws in Canada regarding CBD? So in Canada, actually, they, they regulate anything that comes from cannabis or hemp. They, they regulate as cannabis products. Um, so uh, we're similar in each, each province in Canada will, will have uh, their own, I guess, distribution rules. But it, it is really treated exactly like, like marijuana would be treated uh, from, from cannabis. So it does make it, uh, there's availability for the products, but it, it is difficult to get. I mean, some provinces, like where we're headquartered, there's very limited retail outlets uh, that have it. So it, it is quite difficult to get. Uh, other provinces uh, have maybe 100 so stores in the province, but it's not like widespread. You can't just walk into a pharmacy and and pick up uh, some CBD, which is which is unfortunate. It would be great if they could classify it as, uh, so a CBD-based product would be different from a, a THC-based and Hopefully, maybe we'll get there eventually. But as of right now, it, it makes it a little more difficult to, to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Health Canada is currently undertaking a process to understand if they could reduce the restriction on, on CBD products, or they call them low THC products, to be available more like a dietary supplement category. And there's similar efforts going on in Australia. Uh, the Australian government is expected to release a report on CBD safety in March. And uh, interestingly, the United Kingdom just released a um, report on CBD. They did an assessment. One of their one of their scientific bodies did an assessment on CBD, and they have created a pathway for manufacturers to gain novel food status for CBD products in the United Kingdom. So it's evolving globally. Who do you uh, think's doing it right? Who? Which country's getting it right? I think the UK, the UK's most recent move is probably putting it on the best path forward. So they recognize that the CBD craze isn't going away um, and their interests, same with the FDA, their interest is safety of consumers. So they have, a, you know, mandated that companies submit their novel food applications by March 31st of 2021. And uh, for now, have set a, a, a level of 70 milligram of CBD per day in ingestible products. So they've taken the step to at least ensure safety in the interim of having companies submit all of their data and gain approval. So I think that's a really 
interesting uh, development uh, in the European landscape anyways. All right. So I think in the U.S., what do you think the which senators are getting it right? Who's like really the 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 pro cannabis or pro CBD or understanding the value? Who do you think is doing it the best? So the champion for the hemp industry has been Senator Mitch McConnell out of Kentucky. Uh, he he was the one who really supported the hemp bill. I know for many years, you know, Kentucky has had a pilot program for hemp. And the hemp farmers were very proactive in um, educating not only um, Senator McConnell, but other senators in terms of the benefit of the hemp plant, not only for CBD extract, but as well for the fiber and other, you know, potential textile products. So, um, yeah, Senator McConnell was really the hemp champion for for. Um, getting the hemp bill passed. And how is he doing now with the the issues about expanding it now that we know what the consumer demand is and the opportunities inside the whole household? Has he been really supportive of that? Or Yeah, he, he has been supportive. Um, and several other senators have also written into um, written letters to FDA. So you do see, you know, bipartisan support for getting CBD um, a legal pathway in consumer products. So this is definitely um, there, something that both the Democrats and Republicans uh, agree absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are a few bills that are under discussion right now at a national level for either changing the Food and Drug Act to, to expressly permit CBD and food and dietary supplements or otherwise mandating FDA to create the regulatory pathway. And interestingly, and there was a report issued, I think it was last week, where the Trump administration has allocated an additional $5 million for 2021 for the FDA and other um, agencies within within FDA, including you know, the, the Food Safety um, Center, to look at the, the safety and regulatory options for CBD. So if hopefully something will happen in 2020, but otherwise there are funds that are, are proposed to be allocated for at least 2021 to continue on the development for, for regulations in, in the United States. So if you were a consumer and you wanted to make a difference and, and it's something that you're passionate about, it may be a simple path to, to contact the senators or even the president. Uh, because I So basically there's three different paths, right? The Senate can uh, pass a bill or in the House and Senate can pass a bill or the president could enact an uh, uh, executive order or the FDA could change it. Those are the three paths forward to make the life a lot simpler without having to learn every state. Exactly. Yep. Nice. Learned a lot. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Melody, Dr. Graham, Michael, thank you guys so much, as always, and for giving us all the legal facts today. That is all the time we have for this episode, but everyone should absolutely stick around because we have many more episodes in this series where we will dive into more specific topics about CBD. And don't forget to go to www.forestremedies.com to pick up all of your favorite CBD products and subscribe to the show to keep learning more about CBD and its incredible health benefits.